Magandang tanghali po sa inyong lahat. Good afternoon. Welcome to our online worship service. Salamat po dahil sinamahan niyo kami sa pagsambang ito. So, saan man po kayo sa mundo ngayon, wherever you are in the world, welcome. Thank you for joining us in this online worship service. But before I start, I just want to greet a very happy birthday to our dear Pastor Jerry. Pastor Jerry, maligayang kaarawan po sa inyo ngayon. He is actually celebrating his birthday today. So, if you haven't done it yet, greet him. And you can reach him through WhatsApp or through uh, uh, SMS or through Facebook, through Atiglo. Kaya po, uh, Pastor Jerry, maligayang kaarawan. I pray for your good health and God's protection be upon you. At uh, gusto ko rin pong batiin at I want to uh, greet and uh, say happy birthday to all of you who are celebrating your birthdays this month. And so... Praise God for your life, and at this point, I think I should offer and uh, pray for you wherever you are. So if you're celebrating your birthday this month, uh, I want to pray for you. So samahan niyo po ako na ipanalangin ito pong ating mga kapatid na nagdiriwang ng kanilang kaarawan ngayon pong buwan ng mayo. Tayo po'y manalangin. Panginoon, maraming pong salamat na sinasamahan niyo kami araw-araw. Salamat po dahil kayo at aming Diyos na patuloy na gumagabay, nag-iingat sa amin. Lord, we want to thank uh, the thank you for the many blessings that we have given us. So we pray for our brothers and sisters who are celebrating their birthdays this month. Lord, we pray for your divine protection to be upon them. And we pray, Lord, that you will continue to bless them. Meet them always at the point of their need. And we know, Lord God, that you will give the desires of their hearts in accordance to your perfect and good will. We want to thank you, Lord. Bless them and be with them. All this we ask. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Nung pong isang linggo, uh, ating pong pinag-aralan yung pong storya ni Mary and I have discussed uh, the story of Mary in the light of God's sovereignty and we've seen her reaction, her response, her realization, and her reward. And with that story, we've seen how God sovereignly moves into the lives of people, whether He is moving uh, into the minds of emperors, kings and queens, or sovereignly moving into the lives of simple people like you and me, like Mary and Joseph. And we've also seen how the gospel message is uh, being reflected and presented through the story of the Annunciation. So I hope every time you read, you hear the story of the Annunciation, you will see the sovereignty of God and the gospel behind it. Ngayon pong linggong ito, ating pong pag-aaralan, ito pong uh, unang sulat ni Apostol Pablo sa mga Thessalonica, so that is First Thessalonians. If you're following our Bible reading plan, you would uh, know that we're reading now uh, on that portion of the New Testament, the First Thessalonians. Now, just to uh, give you a background on what's happening in Thessalonica or what happened to the believers in Thessalonica, we would understand that it's uh, the, the Thessalonians are living in a very difficult life. Sapagat we could uh, uh, recall that in Acts 17, when Apostle Paul went to Thessalonica, he was actually uh, he was actually troubled by the people there because they accused him of plotting against the Roman government. So yung pong mga taga-Thessalonica na inggit kay Apostol Pablo at hindi sila masaya na nagpipreach at nangangaral si Apostol Pablo ng Ebanghelyo doon sa lugar nila. Kaya ang ginawa nila, inakusahan nila si Apostol Pablo ng, uh, ng, ng patinding pagkaguluhan, uh, no? parang, well, I, I want to say treason in Tagalog, but I couldn't find a word for that. But anyway, that's what he was accused of. You know? He was accused of treason, uh, plotting and overthrowing the government. And that was a very serious crime, by the way. So we see now, the uh, under that context, we could see a glimpse of how uh, the people in Thessalonica behaves and uh, respond to the gospel of Jesus. They weren't very happy about it. But, Despite all that, First Thessalonians, this letter to the uh, Thessalonians, survived. And that gives us a glimpse that 
a church thrived there. In the midst of persecution and oppression, Christians thrived and survived during this difficult time. So, ito pong aklat na ito, ang kanya talagang greater background ay background ng uh, oppression and persecution. And these believers in Thessalonica are actually very young converts. Mga bago po silang mga uh, Kristiyano. Kaya, makikita po ninyo dito sa uh, book of Thessalonians that Apostle Paul was very encouraging. His tone was very uh, fatherly to the Thessalonians. Because Apostle Paul uh, knows the context and the environment uh, that they live in. Alam ni Apostle Pablo na itong mga taong ito uh, were immensely persecuted and afflicted. So, dahil doon, worried si Apostle Pablo sa mga taga-Tasalonica. And that is why we could read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 2, uh, Timothy was sent to Thessalonica to exhort and encourage these people so that Apostle Paul could be um, uh, assuaged with the thought that the people there are doing great and doing well. And we know when we read the book of Thessalonians, they're doing well. In fact, mababasa natin in chapter 4 that they were even encouraged to do more and more. And so that's the background of the book of Thessalonians. And we will be reading now the fourth chapter of the first letter of Apostle Paul to Thessalonians. And I'll be reading from the ESV version. Sasamahan po ninyo kung basahin ito pong uh, passages na ito. And I'll be reading from the ESV version. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 1 to 18. Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God just as you are doing, that you do so more and more, for you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor. Not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand, and solemnly warned you. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, Whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God, who gives His Holy Spirit to you. Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. For that indeed is what you are doing to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. But we urge you, brothers, to do this more and more, and to aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs, and to work with your hands as we instructed you, so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not perceive those who have fallen asleep. But the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we, then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. May the Lord be worshipped and praised by the reading of His word. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you've given us these words of life. Open our hearts, open our minds as we study your word. And we know, Father, that you will speak to us today. So, Lord, may we see the beauty of your gospel in this letter. All this we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
When we read this uh, chapter, chapter 4, we could clearly see that this could be divided into three sections. Uh, it's very evident if we closely and uh, uh, paid attention to how Paul wrote an uh, uh, entire chapter 4. The first part of the uh, letter in chapter 4, verses 1 to 8, is actually the call to believers to live in righteousness and holy life. So that's the first part. That would be verses 1 to 8. And the second part of that would be verses 9 to 12, which is a call to believers to live out their, Christ, their Christian witness. And thirdly, it will be verses 13 to 18, which is a call to believers to live with great expectation or joyous expectation uh, and expect the great return, the glorious return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the first part is the call to believers to live in holy life. The second part is the call to believers to live out their Christian witness. And number three is the call to believers to live with great expectation and joyous return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So these are the three main sections of that chapter and we will discuss them one by one. These three different segments of this uh, chapter, um, each one of them is related to one another. And the two, the first two, the call to holiness and the call to live out Christian witness is very much related to the third point which is to live your life with great expectation on the coming of the Lord Jesus. The reason being is this. Yung pong pangatlong portion, yung pong tatlong, uh, a third aspect of it, is actually the core or the central message of the entire chapter 4. What Paul is saying here is that as you expect that the Lord Jesus will return, as you expect that Jesus will come back, this is the way you ought to live your life in the interim. And that is why I've entitled this sermon, Life in the Interim. Because while you're waiting for the coming of the Lord, while you're waiting for that eternity to happen, you should live your life here on earth in this manner. Live a holy life and live out your Christian witness. So the first part is to live a holy life. If you will take a close look in verses 2, 3, and 7 of this chapter, you could clearly understand that Paul is very serious but encouraging. Paul is uh, emphasizing this point that Christians, despite the fact that they might be living a life uh, in the midst of persecution or oppression, they still ought to live their lives in holiness, with purity. And it is very clear because the Bible says here, this is your this is the will of God. This is your sanctification. If we will read chapter 4, verse 3. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. Meaning, he is calling them to live a life that is pure. A life of purity. Now, let us just define, before we go further in this first point, let us just first discuss the term holiness because we are called to be holy and uh, before we could even understand how to live this holy life we first define the word holy holiness simply means to set apart a cut above the rest so Paul was trying to tell us that as you live your life in the interim as you wait for the coming of the Lord live a life that is so set apart live a life that is so peculiar, so different, exhibiting, manifesting the holiness 
of your God. Meaning, our belief in this Holy God should inform our actions. Yon ang kanyang gusto uh, uh, sabihin sa atin dito sa first part ng chapter 4. Um, commonly, ito pong pamumuhay ng may kabanalan, hindi ito masyadong pinipreach sa mga churches ngayon. And I'm sad that, that I'm not hearing uh, the call to Christians to a holy life. Well, probably because of many things. Number one is, um, we know that we could not attain, at least in this lifestyle, a perfect holiness. And we understand that. But when I say that we could not fully attain perfect holiness in this earth, we are still called by God. Christ is still imploring us to live a holy life. Hindi ibig sabihin, hindi, natin, hindi tayo magiging 100% perfect, eh hindi tayo mamumuhay ng may kabanalan. And I just want to say this, when Christ gave us His life, when Christ resurrected from the dead and gave us His life through the cross, we are now at liberty to live a life that is pleasing to Him. Because we are no longer under the bondage of sin. So while it may be difficult to live a holy life, it is not impossible to live a holy life. And of course, number two, we are always embracing the theology that since it's uh, difficult, we might as well abandon it, living a holy life. Anyway, God understands us. God is always forgiving us. I think that's a form of hyper-grace and we are not subscribing to it. God is calling us to abide in Him and abiding in Him means living a life that is righteous. So, mahirap man pong gawin, hindi imposible. So that is the call of God to our lives. And marami po sa atin, when we hear the word um, living a life, uh, living a holy life, we commonly uh, do not associate it with the will of God. Kasi po tayo mga Kristiyano, aren't we uh, so engrossed and so enamored with the thought of knowing the will of God in our lives? Hindi ba? But let me just tell you one incontrovertible, unmistakable, so sure way of knowing God's will. And do you want to know what God's, uh, what, what the will of God uh, in your life is? Ito po. Live a holy life. Sa pagkatabi po ng verse 3, this is the will of God that you abstain from sexual immorality. This is your sanctification. So, yung po ang will ng Panginoon sa inyong buhay. Let me just make a practical point and let us um, concretize it. And I'm, I'll be speaking to the young people uh, in this church or kayo nakikinig ng mga young people today. Mal malimit kong marinig sa inyo, I often hear this. And this is also my thought when I was younger. So, I'm not exempting myself from this thought. We always hear these words, who is God's will for my life? And we refer to a person. But let me say this to you in the light of verse 3, chapter 4. Don't ask who is God's will for your life yet. If you're a young person, ask this first, what is God's will for my life? And the Bible is so clear, clearer than a midday sun. God's will for your life, my dear young one, is this. Live your life in purity. Protect your purity. Alagaan ninyo inyong mga sarili. Sapagal ito inyong sanctification. This is the will of God in your life. And I'm just uh, addressing this not only to young Christian ladies. I'm also addressing this even more to young Christian men. Young Christian men, if you are trying to pursue someone, pursue them with purity or impurity, I'd say. Hindi po yung naliligaw kayo. Ay parang kung amuyin ninyo yung inyong mga uh, niligawan, sinisinta, ay parang mauubos sila. Huwag pong ganun. Kung kayo ay isang kabataan kristyano, lalaki kayo at kayo kabataan kristyano, treat these young Christian ladies that you're pursuing with great dignity and respect. Pursue them in purity. Kayo dapat ang una nagpapakita na kayo ay sumusunod sa salita ng that you are cut above the rest, that you are a rare breed, that you are pure, 
and you want a relationship that is pure. And that is my admonition to you. Take that from me as an elder brother in Christ. So, if you are into a relationship, and I hope you're not, if you're studying, sabi ko nga, ang inyong uh, will ng Panginoon sa inyong buhay, ay mag-aral muna. Kasapakat yan, sabi ko nga, wag mo nang who, what muna. Mag-aral muna. Now, if you are in a relationship, I'll tell you this. Pursue holiness. Pursue godly relationships. That is my point. I'm just making that practical. I'm taking this opportunity because I may not uh, have this opportunity again or I don't always have this opportunity to talk to you about this. To the married couples, let us pursue holiness by being faithful to our spouses. And I need not tell you what are the things we need to do to pursue holiness and to be faithful to our spouses and to abstain from sexual immorality. Uh, alam ko maraming tentasyon, lalo kayong mga OFW na nasa ibang bansa kayo ay uh, namulila sa inyong mga asawa, sa inyong mga partner sa buhay. But that is not a reason for you to commit adultery or to commit uh, illicit relationships or to be unfaithful to your partners. Why? Because God is calling us to be holy. God is calling us to be set apart, to be a cut above the rest. Let us not go into the pattern of this world. By, by the renewing of our mind, we will know the will of God. So what I'm saying here is that, hold on to that. And by saying this, and I by saying this, I do not exclude those or condemn those who might find uh, this area of life, of, the, of their lives, uh, a struggle, especially in, uh, with sexuality or uh, with purity. There might be people here who are struggling with this sin. I understand you. I know the struggle is real. But this is what God is telling us. It, will, it might be a lifelong battle for many of you, waging this war against sin. But wage that battle anyway. Do not give up. Surrender to Christ. Surrender to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And walk in spirit. Wag po kayong bibigay. I know it's difficult. I know you will stumble. But don't stay, stay there. Stand up and say, God, I need you. Wag po kayong maglublub doon sa kasalanan na iyo. Bumangon po kayo. Kaya po, akin din pong ina-address yung pong mga may asawa sa Pilipinas. Wag po ninyong sabihin, hiwalay na kayo o nagkakalabuan kayo, kaya kayo may ine-entertain na iba rito kayo po ay tinatawag ng Panginoon sa buhay na may kalanganan. And I know it will be difficult to many of you, especially if you are already inside a difficult relationship. And this is my encouragement to you, that while you wage this battle, you will get every scar. But every scar is worth it. To die a thousand times in your sin is better than to live this interim life with worldly pleasures. As Christians, we should know what real joy and pleasure are all about. Ano ba ang totoong kaligayahan at igaya kay Jesus? Tayo mga mananampalataya, mas dapat alam natin. And that is what Apostle Paul is saying here. We ought to live this life in the interim with holiness and purity because I would relate that to point number three. Because Christ will return. While you're waiting here, wait with great joy that despite your struggle with your sin, despite your waging battle against your own self, your own flesh, look up. Be encouraged by the fact that Christ will return. And this body, this a mortal body will be replaced by God to a body that's so fitting to that relationship, a body that is so fitting to a place where God prepared for us. Wag po kayong sumuko sa inyong paglaban sa kasalanan. And this would lead us to the second part. So the first part is how do we live our life in the interim? We live our life with holiness. Live your life in righteousness. Second part would be the call of Christians 
to live out their Christian witness. And you could see that in verse 9 to 10. And Apostle Paul was very clear to the uh, believers in Thessalonica. Sabi, doon sa 9 and 10, I will just read to you. Um, now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write, write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. For that indeed what is what you're doing uh, to all brothers throughout Macedonia, but we urge you brothers to do this more and more. What we could see here is that these people, despite the fact that they are persecuted, that they are suffering afflictions and they are oppressed by their peers or by their community, they're living a very difficult life, they have not forgotten to exercise and to live out their Christian witness. In fact, Apostle Paul was telling them, you need not be told about this because you're doing it so excellently. In fact, you've even helped your brothers and sisters in Macedonia. It means yung pong kabutihan at yung pong Christian witness nitong mga tao sa Thessalonica, nitong mga believers, ay ganun na lang katindi na hindi lang sa kanila, umaapaw yun that it even... Um, uh, would be even uh, be extended to the, their brothers and sisters in another place, Macedonia. So, dapat daw ganun natin, nililive out yung ating Christian witness. While you're waiting for the coming of the Lord, while you're expecting uh, for the second coming of Jesus Christ, you should live out your Christian witness. Sabi po ni Apostle Pablo. At yun ang paalala niya. Very basic. This theology is very basic. But, this is the true apostles' teaching. Minsan kasi, nandun tayo sa, minsan napakalalim na mga salita sa Bible, o napakalalim na theology. I'm not against it. I am for it. You know me. But, we have forgotten that this is what our call should be. To live our life righteously and to live out our witness. Being salt and light of the world. Ngayong pong panahon ng COVID na ito, how do you show your Christian witness? How do you manifest to your neighbors that you are a believer? Yung po ang isang tanong sa atin. Sapagat during this time, I think we, sh we ought to show who we are. We should be the salt and light of the world. At hindi po tayo mananawang laging i-preach yan sa inyo, laging sabihin yan sa inyo. Kayo po ay tinawag ng Panginoon upang kayo maging asin at ilaw ng sanibutan. Sa iyo po mga communities, during this pandemic, during this time, how can you show that you are a Christian? But there's um, very beautiful and very practical uh, admonition and exhortation of Apostle Paul when we read uh, 9 to 12. And this, how he said it. He said that, but we urge you, brothers, and I'm reading from verse 10, chapter 4, we urge you, brothers, to do this more and more and to aspire to live quietly. One is to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we instructed you so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. So what Apostle Paul was saying is that for us to live out our Christian witness for us to live our to how to be salt and light of this world one way of doing that is number one to live quietly to mind your own affairs to work with your hands and to be dependent on no one let me just quickly uh, and briefly uh, discuss this with you the first part is for us to live quietly and to mind our own business and to work with our hands what Apostle Paul was, was telling us here is that when we live our lives, we should work diligently. We should work conscientiously. Sa inyo po mga trabaho, ang sinasabi ni Apostle Pablo, kayo ay magtrabaho na very diligent. Pag sinabi pong diligent, you're not uh, allowing a stone unturned. 
Pag sinabi ng boss tapusin ang mga dapat tapusin, tatapusin niyo at hindi lang basta tinapos, tinapos ng uh, very excellent. Maganda ang pagkakagawa. Diligent. Hindi mo lang sasabihin, pwede na. Dapat laging the best. Yun ang sinasabi ng Apostle Pablo sa atin. And I think, by saying this, what he is uh, actually telling us is that as part of our Christian witness, we should always uh, independently work beyond reproach. Meaning, our work should be uh, at such quality that it would be beyond criticism. Mahirap gawin, pero yun ang, ang encouragement ni Apostle Pablo. Alam ko naman na mahirap din magtrabaho ng excellent, pero yun ang at, kanyang admission sa atin. When he's saying this, that is what he meant by it. So that we would work independently beyond reproach, we would work consensuously, and we would work diligently. Another is to mind your own affairs. And by saying this, Paul is contrasting it with another aspect that you're intervening because you genuinely have concern and you're seeking really the good of others. So makiiba po yung mind your own affairs and intervening because you genuinely uh, are concerned to someone and you are really seeking the good of that someone. So makaiba po siya. Because whenever we meddle with the affairs of others, we are also compromising our integrity. We are also compromising our witness to others. Live quietly, live peaceably with everyone. In fact, if you will read uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse, verses 15, uh, Apostle Paul told us that, See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Not meddling into the lives of, any, of, of someone is actually being kind to them. But if, again, I say that this is different from you intervene because you're genuinely concerned uh, to that person. So, makaiba po yun. Lagi po natin dapat tandaan yung pagkakaiba. Huwag daw tayong maging palaasa. Eh, gusto ko pong kausapin yung pong mga nakikinig sa atin ngayon o napadpad kayo dito dahil ang inyong kapatid, kamag-anak, nanay o tatay ay isang OFW dito sa Singapore. Ito pong aking masasabi. Sabi ng Biblia, huwag naman daw maging palaasa. Si Kapi na huwag maging palaasa. Of course, there are times that we need to be dependent on someone. But iba yung you're being dependent on someone because it's a necessity rather than you're being dependent on someone because you are just used to depend uh, on that someone because you don't want to work. So, ito po mga bagay na to, these simple things, these practical things are important so that they could live their lives peaceably and peacefully and they also need to exhibit and manifest this because it is crucial to their Christian witness. Tandaan po rin nyo, the context of this is that they are um, being oppressed and the eyes of the authorities, the eyes of their neighbors, of their community are on them. And so, ang sinasabi ni Apostle Pablo, you should live your life beyond and above reproach. Yung po ang kanyang sinasabi. Now, this leads us to the third point and the final point uh, about the eschatological truth because in verses 13 to 18, um, he particularly described, Apostle Paul emphasized uh, to the Thessalonian believers the manner by which uh, Jesus Christ would return. At ang kanyang uh, description dito is that there will be a day where we who are alive in Christ by no means will precede those who are dead. Now, Mahalaga itong uh, admonition na ito, exhortation sa mga uh, taga Thessalonica as I've mentioned because the only hope that they have in this world and the only way for them to be um, out of that uh, difficulty that they're facing or the only way that they could be assuaged from their afflictions that they're experiencing is through the return of Jesus Christ. 
That's the only way. Kaya napakahalagang uh, uh, exhortation, admonition, at encouragement sa kanila itong mga bagay na ito. Ang pagbabalik ni Jesus sa kanila, ang ibig sabihin nyo ay katapusan ng kanilang mga paghihirap sa mundo. That's how important this uh, passage is uh, to them and this letter uh, to them because it speaks about the way uh, they should anticipate the coming of the Lord. You know, Apostle Paul is concerned about this truth because um, one New Testament professor, uh, Luke Johnson, in his book in, in the Survey of the New Testament, said that uh, during this time, the Thessalonians understood, it's clear to them, that Jesus Christ will return. They know that that's the ultimate reality that they will be facing later on. But they have interpreted that the return of Jesus Christ will happen in their lifetime. That's how they uh, understood it. And so, in the interim, many of them died. Those people in the community died. Those Christians died. And some of them perhaps died because of persecution. So, the people in Thessalonica were thinking probably they have missed out this great reality. Perhaps with this, they have missed out this uh, glorious return of Jesus Christ. And so, Apostle Paul reminded them again. That question of them, whether they have missed out the full, full realization of the kingdom of God, um, Paul reminded them, no, you haven't. Because those who died, by no means, and those who are dead in Christ, by no means, um, will go after us. It means that they will go first. They will precede us. So that is what uh, Apostle Paul was teaching them. And this is important to them because it gives them so much hope. The return of Jesus Christ is something that they look forward to. The thought of Jesus coming back gives them so much encouragement to live their life and to live their interim life here on earth with such joy and endurance. Kaya sinasabi ni Apostle Pablo upang sila maging matatag to endure that pain. Kaya na, ang, uh, what uh, Apostle Paul was trying to say here is that whatever happens in here on this earth, whatever affliction, whatever hardships that you are facing right now, this is the promise of God that God will bring those who have fallen asleep and we will be forever with the Lord. And I said that this last point is related to the first two points that I've mentioned because while you're waiting for this glorious return, you live your life righteously, live in holiness, and while you're waiting for that return, you live out your Christian witness. So, we live our life with great anticipation to the return of our Christ, our King, living righteously and living out a Christian death. So, basically, that is what Apostle Paul was saying here in these verses. Now, uh, with this um, narrative at itong letter ni Apostle Pablo sa mga taga uh, Thessalonica, Nais ko pong dalhin kayo doon sa understanding natin na we need to pursue God. And that pursuit, our understanding uh, pursuing God me means that we should live our life worthy of His call. Yun po ang ibig sabihin ni Apostol Pablo. Ngayon po, sa pagkakataon nito, I just want to... Uh, tell you about something. Maring habang nakikinig kayo itong uh, ating discussion about the Word of God, probably you were telling me at sinasabi ninyo sa akin na, you said that we need to live a righteous life. You said that I need to live out my Christian witness. But you see, I don't even know what righteous life means. Hindi, hindi ko alam papaano mamuhay ng tama kasi ako makasalanan. Sa totoo, sobra-sobra ang aking kasalanan. Ang dami kong ginawa. Mga bagay na nakakahiya sa buhay ko. Hindi ko alam pa paano mamuhay ng tama. 
Kasi all my life, I've been living a life of a lie. Papatawad pa kaya ako ng Diyos? Kaya-kaya akong patawarin ni Jesus. You know, sabi po ng Panginoon, pumarito po siya, hindi po para sa mga matuwid, kundi pumarito po siya para sa mga makasalanan upang sila ay makapagsisi. Sabi po sa Lucas 5, talata pong uh, 32. It says that He came here not for the righteous, but He came here for the sinners, so that they may repent. Meron pong isang story sa Bible. Uh, ito pong babae nito ay nahuli na nangangalunya. At ang parusa po sa mga nangangalunya ay kukuha po sila ng bato, ipupukod na sa babae hanggang sa ito ay mamatay. Natatakot po yung babae niyon. Takot at takot siya sapagat mamamatay siya. Lahat ng tao doon, lahat doon gusto siyang patayin. Pero alam niyo, lumapit si Jesus sa kanila. At ang sabi niya, sino man sa inyo na hindi nagkasala, unang kumuha ng bato at ipukol sa babae niyo. Walang sino man po sa kanila ang pumukol sa babae. Magkos isa-isa po silang umalis, iniwan yung kanilang mga bato sapagat lahat po sila makasalanan. But Jesus provided a safe place for that woman. At ang sabi po ng Panginoon, Go up, tumayo ka, huwag ka nang magkasalan mo. Ito po ang inaalay ng Panginoon Yesus sa atin, kapatawakan. Maaari sila sabi nyo, I cannot live a righteous life. I've lived all my life with sin. And this is what I am telling you right now. Christ has an offer. What Christ could give you is forgiveness that your soul longs for. Christ came not for the righteous, but for sinners like you and me. And so that when we believe in Him, He will give us His righteousness. He will take all our sins, forgive them, and gives us His righteousness. And He made that all possible because He gave His life for you and me on the cross. Ibinigay po ito sa atin ng Panginoon dahil sa Kanyang sakripisyo at dahil po sa Kanyang kamatayan sa krus ng Kalbaryo. Alam niyo po dapat pinagbayaran natin yung kasalanan na yun. Gaya po nung babaeng sa Biblia na dapat pong pukuli ng mga bato. Hindi na po siya namatay. Hindi na po na ipukol yung mga bato sa kanya na dapat sanang itinapon sa kanya at ibinato sa kanya para sa namatay. That woman was set free and was given life. But her sins would still need to be paid. That lady, that woman did not die. When the time came, and when the fullness of God's time came, namatay po si Jesus para dun sa babae. Christ died for that woman, for that adulterous woman. And that is what Christ has done for us as well. He died on the cross for you and me. He rose from the dead in, in His resurrection so that you could gain Life. Ang Panginoon po ngayon ay nasa ating mga puso. Kumakatok siya at sinasabi niya, gusto mo ba akong tanggapin sa buhay mo, sa puso mo, tanggapin ako bilang Panginoon at sariling tagapagditas. Hiniaalay po rin so sa kanyang buhay. Ang dapat po natin gawin ay manampalataya sa kanya, sumunod sa kanya, isuko ang ating buhay sa kanya upang tayo po ay magkaroon ng buhay na walang hanggan. Malimit po ninyo marinig. Ito pong verse na ito. And this is true. Sapagat ngayon na lamang ang pag-ibig ng Diyos sa iyo, kaya ibinigay niya ang kanyang buktong na anak. Upang kung ikaw ay mananampalataya, hindi ka makahamak kung hindi magkaroon ng buhay na walang hanggan. You cannot live a righteous life. Hindi niyo po kayang mamuhay ng may kabanalan. Hindi niyo rin po kayang i-live out yung inyong Christian witness. You cannot do these things 
without knowing Christ first. Because the holiness that we now have is not from us. It was given to us by Jesus when He died on the cross. He took our sins and paid them on the cross. And this is the promise. If you put your faith and your life in Jesus Christ, if you surrender your life to Him, you can now expect and wait joyously with us on the return of our Lord where He promised where you will be, where I, where I am, you will be also. Nais ko po kayong aninahan sa pagkakataon nito. Hindi rin po isang aksidente na kayo ay nakikinig ngayon sa amin. Nanonood kayo. Hindi po ito aksidente. Nais po ng Diyos na makilala ang siya. Si Jesus po ay lagi nagkiintay sa atin. Nahintindihan niya kung ano nangyari sa inyo. Nakaunawaan niya kung saan po kayo nangyari. At kaya niya po ibinigay ang buhay niya upang kayo ay manampalataya sa Kanya. Kung hiniwala po kayong si Jesus ay namatay para sa inyo at nabuhay na maghuli upang bigyan kayo ng buhay at nais po niyong isuko ang buhay niyo sa Kanya. Samahan niyo po ako sa isang paralangin ang pagtanggap sa Panginoon. Pagsuko ng inyong buhay sa Diyos, ibigay ang inyong lahat-lahat sa Kanya, ang inyong kasalanan, ang inyong nakaraan, ngayon at magiging inyong bukas na mayaalay niyo kay Jesus. Nasama po kayo ngayon. Manalangin po kayong kasama ko. Ang tinignan po ito na parang inyong panalangin ng pagsuko ng inyong buhay at papapahayag ng inyong pananampalataya kay Jesus. Tayo po yung manalangin. Panginoong Yesus, aming banal na Diyos, lumalapit po ako sa inyo ngayon. Ako po ay nagkasala sa inyo at labis ko po kayong sinaktan sa aking mga nagawa. Pinagsisihan ko po ang lahat ng aking mga kasalanan. Ako po ay inyong patawarin at alam ko na ako ay bibigyan ninyo ng kapatawaran, awa at habag. Narinig ko po ang inyong ebanghelyo at buong pusong sumasampalataya sa inyong ginawa sa krus ng kalbaryo upang bayaran ang aking mga kasalanan. Iniligtas po ninyo ako at binigyan ng buhay sa pamamagitan ng inyong pagkabuhay na muli. Panginoon, isinusuko ko po ang aking buhay sa inyo, pinibigay ang aking sarili, at mula ngayon, kayo ang maghari at manguna sa aking buhay. Binubuksan ko ang aking puso at buong pagpapakumbaba ko po kayong tinatanggap sa aking buhay bilang Diyos at tagapagligtas. Magmula ngayon, ako ay sa inyo. Turuan po ninyo akong sumunod sa inyo at naniniwala po ako na sa inyong pagbabalik, ako ay sasa inyo magpakailanman. Salamat Panginoon sa inyong pag-ibig. Amen. Kung kayo po ay nanalagin kasama ko, nais po namin malaman kung ginawa na po ninyo itong desisyon na ito. Uh, Mare po kayong tumawag sa amin. You can contact us through our Facebook page or you could call us. Uh, we will show our counseling and prayer hotlines. So, call us and so that we could help you grow in Christ at matulungan po namin kayo dito po sa inyong paglakad uh, kasama si Jesus. And we want to share that joy with you. And so, Please call us. Let us know if you made this decision to follow Jesus Christ. Maraming pong salamat sa inyo na uh, nakilig na yung um, hapon nito. At salamat din po dahil lagi po uh, namin kayong kasama. Uh, sa pagkakataon po nito, tayo pong lahat ay tumungo. Tayo pong lahat ay mananain. Let us pray. Panginoon, maraming pong salamat dahil kayo ay lagi namin kasama. Kayo ay magabay, nag-iingat sa amin. Salamat po, Panginoon, dahil ngayon, at bukas, magpakayanman, o Diyos, ang inyo pong pag-iingat, ang inyo pag-ibig, ang laging yung mayakap sa amin. 
Salamat po, Panginoon, sa araw na ito. Pinadalain ko po yung aking mga kapatid ngayon na maaaring dumaranas ng kalungkutan o anuman po ang kanilang dinaramdam. Maaaring ito po ay, ay um, ramdaman o pangyayari, trahedya sa kanilang buhay. O Diyos, maging malapit po kayo sa kanila. Panginoon, pinadalain ko rin po yung mga tao na maaari pong sila ay nagsa-struggle, meron po silang paglaban sa kanila pong kapita ng kanilang naman. They're probably struggling with difficult sins, Lord God, in their lives. Father, I ask of you, Lord, that you will continue to guide them and you will continue to show yourself uh, to them, Lord God, so that they may be able to see who you are and your redeeming and liberating love for them. Pag-inondalain ko din po yung mga sumama Uh, dito po sa aming panalangin ngayon. O Diyos, salamat dahil binuksan po ninyo ang kanilang puso upang uh, sila po ay tumanggap sa inyo. Nawa po, Panginoon, kayo ang laging sumama sa kanila. And now, Lord God, we hope that um, they will continue their faith in you and they will grow more and more in the knowledge of you, Lord. We thank you. We worship you. And so, Father, today, as we end our online worship service. May your peace be with us. May your comfort be with us. And may your love always remind us that we are indeed safe in your arms. We thank you, Lord. All this we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, uh, my dear brothers and sisters, as we wait for the coming of the Lord, let us live in holiness. And let us live out our Christian witness. So, thank you again, uh, and uh, join us again next week for our on, uh, uh, for our worship service online and our online prayer gathering every Wednesday at 9 p.m. And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, because we will be doing this during the circuit breaker, even after the circuit breaker, subscribe to our YouTube channel and our Facebook. You could just like this page. Uh, if you're interested um, joining us. And so with that, um, gusto ko pong magpasalamat sa inyo and with that, I'd like to give you and let's receive the benediction that comes from the Lord. Let us receive God's benediction. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. May the Lord bless you wherever you are and may you have the peace of God now and forever. Salamat po sa inyong lahat. God bless you.